listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. We have another action-packed episode for you this week. Our guest... Coming up in just a little bit, the man behind Fusion Wrestling, and they're returning this weekend after nearly a two-year absence. He's also a man who's helped train and mold young, up-and-coming stars in the Chicagoland area. His name is Doug Simmons, and find out why he's Uncle Doug, and find out a little bit more about Fusion Wrestling this weekend, coming up in a little bit with Doug Simmons. All right, so this past weekend, NXT War Games took place down at the Capitol Wrestling Center in Orlando at the WWE Performance Center. And terrific show. If you haven't checked it out, go on Peacock or internationally on WWE Network. Great show. I thought they were doing a great job down at 2.0. I know a lot of people are kind of perturbed that they're going away from the black and gold brand and kind of pushing more younger talents. I was a little disappointed myself since some of the longtime talents were being phased out a little bit, but they're still doing a hell of a job getting some younger talents over, and this show was no exception. So, the women's war games match, Cora Jade, Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray. Victorious, they defeat Toxic Attraction, Manny Rose, JC Jane, and Gigi Dolan, along with Dakota Kai. And Cora Jade gets the pinfall on JC Jane, the end of the match. And it was a star-making moment for Cora Jade, 20 years old, Chicago area native. She's really on the rise. During the match, she did a Jeff Hardy-style swanton bomb off the top of the cage, through a table, through one of her opponents. It looked like she may have injured or separated her shoulder on the move. She was selling it through all the rest of the match. Not sure how badly she is hurt, if she is really hurt. I mean, I don't know if it was a, a sell job for the sake of a great story or not, but the way she just hung in there and fought back, her teammates kind of made her rise up. Uh, everybody was on the same page. The chemistry was great. And Cora Jade gets the victory in war games. So, be interesting to see what happens with Cora Jade as long as she is not seriously injured in terms of her future and maybe a future title shot down the line against Mandy Rose, which I would be ecstatic about. Men's War Games match, we had Tony D'Angelo, Bron Breaker, Grayson Waller, and Carmelo Hayes, the new NXT 2.0 team against the veterans, which were the black and gold team of Tommaso Ciampa. Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunne, and L.A. Knight. Breaker pins Champa to win it for 2.0. And this was an awesome match as well. 
unfortunately, this looks like the final match in NXT for Johnny Gargano. He took some bows afterwards. The fans gave him some appreciation. I am personally very sad if he ends up leaving NXT. Hopefully, he'll go to a, an organization like AEW that could appreciate his talents. But I know the fans in NXT love Gargano. I love Gargano. He's Johnny Takeover for a reason, and he proved it yet again at War Games. And also, our local guy, Tony D'Angelo, he did an impressive job during this match. The nice kind of neck breaker on Pete Dunne with the crowbar across Dunne's throat as they came off the ropes in the cage. Fantastic move. And Cora Jade and Tony D'Angelo representing Chicago very, very strongly in the War Games matches. The other matches on the show were also pretty good. So I would definitely recommend War Games on Peacock from WWE and NXT. Switching now to local events and events in the Midwest. This past weekend, we had Freelance Undergrounds. You're going to shoot your eye out. That was this past Saturday, December the 4th. Church Street Brewing Company in Itasca. No DQ match. Project Monix defeats Matt Nix. After special referee Andy Long accidentally hits Nix with the original Freelance Underground title belt, which Monix carries with him. He claimed, proclaimed himself as the champion and the title holder of that belt as he's, quote, defending it against other competition. And I think it was an accident from Andy Long. I mean, he had to take the belt away from Monix because Monix was going to try to use it on Nix. He's going to maybe swing at Monix, and then Monix ducked, and Matt Nix takes the belt shot to the face. Monix gets the victory, and be interesting to see what happens with Project Monix from here. Will we see more of the Matt Nix feud, or will we see Monix moving on back into the title picture? And speaking of the title picture, freelance underground champion Calvin Tankman defeats O'Shea Edwards in a battle of big, burly, tough guys. And not only are they huge guys, they're also very technical in the ring. So it was a fun contest between two guys. O'Shea Edwards, part of Ring of Honor as a six-man tag team champions. Very good match there as well. And speaking of good matches, this was a great match. Freelance Underground Independent Champion Storm Grayson successfully retained the championship. And he didn't defeat Laney Luck. Laney Luck had to skip out over the weekend. She has, she's banged up a little bit, healing up. So Sky Blue came in, got the title shot, took her place. Hell of a job by Sky Blue. And we're going to talk a whole lot more about Sky Blue later in the show with Doug Simmons, our special guest. But Storm Grayson pulls out another victory and another absolute classic match for him. And the, the ceiling is unlimited for Storm Grayson. Iron Demon Shane Mercer defeats GPA. And now Mercer's championship check was on the line in the match because GPA kind of tried to goad him into that but iron demon says no way and still beats gpa retains the check and he's definitely in that championship picture as well and speaking of championships we have new freelance underground tag team champions once again the brothers of funstruction yabo and ruffo defeating the bang bros of davy bang and august matthews after some perhaps unwanted interference by Frank the Clown. I mean, they didn't necessarily want it. They got it. They took advantage of the situation. And after the match, they seemed willing to celebrate with Frank. So maybe there's something there between all three clowns. Frank the Clown has another main event slash championship in his arsenal. 
The Philly Marino Experience defeated Logan James and Tyler Matrix. Billy Starks picked up her first victory in Freelance Underground, defeating Kayla Cassidy. And in a four-way match, Cole Radrick comes out victorious, defeating Angel Escalera, Riley Rose, and Marcus Mathers. Turning the page to POW Entertainment, we had Rage Reaction last Saturday night, and that was up in Fox Lake. The POW Heavyweight Championship, Scott Spade with Tiny in his corner, retains over the Fat Femme Asian sensation, Mateo Valentine. After the match, though, this was the main event, SCW Southland Championship Wrestling made its presence known once again when Max Holiday came out and attacked all three men. And then when some reinforcements came out from the back, Max Holiday skedaddled from the arena. Pal Tag Team Championship match, Revolution, and IPA went to a no contest when Tommy McCobb and Kazile attacked all four guys. Vic Capri defeated Bao. Then we had Jamie Race defeating Trog after some interference from Mass Marauder. Mike Idol defeats Axel Abreu, who was named the Rookie of the Year for POW Entertainment. Danger Mask defeats Nikki Vendetta. And Kazile, is, and Kazile goes over Captain Austin Spicoli. Turning to Blizzard Brawl, Wisconsin's biggest independent wrestling show, that was also last Saturday night at the Waukesha County Expo Center just outside of Milwaukee. And in the main event, Adam Scher, the former Braun Strowman, and EC3 defeat Jake Something and Rohit Raju. Now, it was really cool for Cher and EC3. They're donating their proceeds from the show to the victims of the Waukesha Parade tragedy from a few weeks ago. Great move by both of those former WWE superstars. Really, really cool. Um, Adam Cher is laying down roots again in Wisconsin. He's has family up there. And he's giving back to the community as well, which is really, really cool. GLCW champion Backwoods Brown retains over Val Venus. And Backwoods had C-Red in his corner. OVW National Heavyweight Championship, Mr. Pectacular Jesse Goddard retains over Fanny Pack Kid Cal Hero. It was Joe Doring over Cashflow. Joey Jet Avalon defeats former WWE and WCW star Shannon Moore. Eight-man tag team match. TW3, Luscious Lawrence, Dustin Jackson, and Swaggle, who was the surprise partner. They defeat Dark Clouds, Tony Gunn, and Mayan Mahler, Drew Hernandez. And in an interesting match that I, when I saw some video on this, I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. The Gun Club, Austin and Colton Gunn from AEW, and CBS 58 Milwaukee anchor Mike Kirkhoff defeat Kevin Thorne, and the Express of Dr. Jeff Luxon and Ryan Cross. And you think, oh, God, a celebrity, a newscaster. I mean, this is going to be kind of hokey. But to Mike Kirkhoff's credit, the guy put in his time. He did some training. And, I mean, it wasn't just like little headlocks and kind of, you know, simple moves. The guy did some cool stuff. He looked the party at a nice singlet on. I mean, it wasn't a joke for him. He was fulfilling a lifelong fantasy, but he definitely looked the part as well. And thumbs up to him. Thumbs up to David Hero for producing such a great match here. He gave stunners to um, to his opponents, including Kevin Thorne. And it was an outstanding job there by Mr. Kirkhoff. Going back to the rest of the show, we had Linda Kay, ODB, and Sierra 
defeating Serena Deeb, Hollywood Ailey J, and Raven Radix in a six-woman tag team match. That was originally a two-on-two tag match, but Linda Kay got put into it, and Raven Radix was added as well. Rush Jones defeated Coda Jacobs, and in the special pre-show battle royal, the Haystacks Ross Memorial Battle Royal, Xavier Mustafa comes out on top there. And one item from another show in Wisconsin, now that's wrestling, last Saturday in Appleton, we're going to congratulate local star Classic Alpha, a.k.a. Chris Classic, who was a previous guest here on the Windy City Slam podcast. He becomes the first ever now Mid-Valley champion. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. Coming up this weekend, Fusion Wrestling, Friday night, December the 10th, five-star swap meet in Villa Park. Matches include Doug Simmons and Sky Blue against Bryce Benjamin and Missa Kate, Steve Boz versus Jordan Cross, and there's a whole lot more. And we will talk much more about this show with our special guest in a few minutes, Doug Simmons. Second Wrestling's Creation is their debut show, Sunday, December the 12th at the Bernard Weinger JCC in Northbrook. And now there's the Second to None Championship Tournament featuring Eric Cannon versus Warhorse, Blair Onyx versus Billy Starks, and Drama King Matt Raywalt versus Dan the Dad. Plus, in a thrilling tag team match, which may be one of the best matches of the month in Chicago independent wrestling, the besties in the world, Matt Fitchett and Davey Vega, take on the Bang Bros of Davey Bang and August Matthews. That should be absolutely terrific. Plus, you have Colt Cabana, Swoggle, Pick and Pop, Darren Corbin, and much, much more. And if you missed last week's podcast with Rabbi Jeremy Fine, check that out. We talk a whole lot more about second wrestling there. And you can find that at WindyCitySlam.com and wherever you download your podcasts. Also this weekend, Warrior Wrestling returns. It's Warrior Wrestling 17, Sunday afternoon, December the 12th. Tinley Park Convention Center. That's right, a different venue because Marion Catholic High School is filled up to capacity with some other extracurricular events. And Warrior Wrestling is moving to Tinley Park, at least for this show. Three-way match for the Warrior Wrestling Championship. Trey Miguel defends against Will Ospreay and Blake Christian. That should be terrific. Ospreay, world-renowned, making his return to Warrior He was last with Warrior a couple of years ago, and now he's back vying for the title against Trey. And Blake Christian hot off his NXT tenure. That should be a terrific, terrific match. Warrior Wrestling Women's Championship, Thunder Rosa comes back to defend the title against former NXT star and former Shimmer star Mercedes Martinez. Warrior Wrestling Lucha Championship, Adamis defends his title against Flamita. Then we have Dante Martin versus former ROH champion Bandito, Sam Adonis versus Brody King in an outstanding match of two quality, athletic, agile big men. 
Then we have Rocky Romero against Casey Navarro. He's still the holder of the Warrior Championship medallion. You never know when he might cash that in. AEW's Fuego del Sol takes on Carlos Romo. And Chelsea Green returns to Warrior Wrestling for the first time since Warrior 2. She takes on the debuting Sky Blue. That should be really exciting as well. Also, we have Gali Lucha Libre on Sunday night. Saturday, among the featured events that I didn't mention previously, Rockford Damage and Wrestle League returns. All right, in a few moments, we're going to bring out Fusion Wrestling's promoter, great personal trainer in the area as well, Doug Simmons. Stay tuned. Check out WindyCitySlam.com for news, analysis, photo galleries, and links for Chicago and independent wrestling. Plus stories on the big boys such as AEW, WWE, and Impact Wrestling. Also, while you're there, catch up on the latest episodes of Windy City Slam Podcast. All right, we are back here on Windy City Slam Podcast this week. Very, very excited to welcome a very special gentleman. He's inspired and molded some of Chicago's finest and fastest rising independent wrestlers, and he's also the man behind Fusion Wrestling, which makes its return for the first time in nearly two years coming up this Friday night. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Doug Simmons. Doug, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Mike. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Um, so Fusion Wrestling, it's Friday night, December the 10th. Now, this is the first show in nearly two years because of the whole pandemic and a lot of the craziness that we had in the world the last couple of years. And it's coming to the five-star swap meet in Villa Park. So um, tell me a little bit about what fans can expect from Fusion Wrestling. It's, I like to say it's kind of a training ground for um, some of the kids that are currently in training, uh, mostly at the CSW Wrestling School. Or I'll use um, kids in training uh, that other promoters uh, may send me. So it's it's really fast paced. We usually keep it about six, seven, eight matches. We don't do an intermission. It's strictly two hours, and it's just action for for two hours. And you know we'll bring in a you know a quote unquote name. Uh, I mean we've had Bushwhacker Luke, Austin Kong. Uh, we've had some pretty good uh, Mustafa Ali. And we've had quite a few uh, people come through there, but we'll primarily use it as a training ground. We, I do like to bring vets in to work with some of the younger kids to get them some experience. And I, I think it's important. I mean, you're not really there so much for storylines, but it's just about getting some of these, these guys and girls that are, you know, a year, two, three years in, get them to uh, work with a vet, you know, to uh, take them to school for a night. Yeah, so I see, obviously, you're on the show, and then you have guys like Bryce Benjamin and Steve Boz and folks like that. And the two matches that have already been announced as of recording time is you, Doug Simmons, and Sky Blue, your, your kind of niece, against Bryce Benjamin and Missa Kate, and they've been linked together for a while, too, as uh, training partners, podcasting partners, and so forth. So what do we expect out of this thrilling intergender match? Um, it's, to me, it, it's, it's personal because it's, um, Sky and I, and, uh, it means a lot to me because it probably won't happen again. I'm just excited that it's just happening to begin with, but it's, it's personal for both of us. 
Uh, I'll speak for her on that too. I know she would say that. And Missa Kate is somebody that I've wor been working with for a while as well. Yeah. I like Missa a lot. Um, this was a very fun, fun individual. Um, and I've known Bryce for probably 15 years. Um, Bryce is a good friend of mine too. So it's, I, I'm excited just because of the elements surrounding it with the three other individuals. So it's very personal. Maybe it's selfish for me to do it, but I, I think after all these years, I could be selfish for a night. I'm sure it's going to be fun and entertaining. A lot of great talents in that ring. And I love Bryce. He's a guy that's very, very giving to the younger talent. He's really, really talented himself with, with comedy wrestling, with just regular wrestling. The guy can tell a story in, in, in no matter what thing he's using in the ring, whether it's a ha-ha funny or serious wrestling, whatever. So I really, really love Bryce. And Missa Kate is somebody that I've really gravitated to the last couple of years, too. She's got a great personality. She's very pleasant, uh, fun-loving, and obviously very dedicated with some of the workouts she's done with you as well. Yeah, I kind of uh, started like she started kind of going under instruction with me about seven, maybe six, seven months ago because she's a personal trainer herself. So I've been teaching her. So she'll train with me once or twice a week, but I'll, I'll spend extra time with her training her and giving her like like some homework and stuff like that, because I think she's got the talent to be a very good trainer. She listens very well. Um, she's adapted to it very well. I'm proud of her. And um, as far as what you said about Bryce, I think Bryce, I feel real strongly about this. Bryce is the one guy from this area that should have been signed many years ago. I think he's probably one of the most talented guys, even still to this day. And I think he's one of the best uh, teachers or coaches right now. I think Bryce Benjamin is right there. Yeah, that Freelance Academy has got some great, very wise guys running in that uh that show. You got uh, Bryce, you got Kylie Ray, you got Isaiah, you got Ego. I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a training uh, class to teach the young kids of this business. Yeah, and all those people you mentioned are, are very passionate about this, you know, about this sport. Um, they have a lot of passion for it. And I think as a trainer or a coach, you, you have to love it um, so much that you want to pass it on to the next generation, our next group of people coming behind you. And, and that's what all those guys, all those individuals do that you just mentioned. And then another match that's been announced is superstar Steve Boz, the veteran, the man behind CSW, taking on another guy that's kind of really kind of been linked to you over the last year or so, Jordan Cross. Now, this is going to be a lot of fun, in my opinion. It is. And, and it goes back to what I said about, you know, six, seven minutes ago about bringing some of these kids that are still early on in their training and have worked with a veteran. Uh, so they can get better. You can learn so much working a veteran like Steve Oz. You can get, you know, maybe the equivalent of, of working 10 matches on the indie scene against, you know, who knows who. Um, and I think that's great for, I did it for Jordan. Again, another selfish, selfish booking, but I have two kids on here that I love very much and um, they're family to me. So I want to make sure that they get some out of it. Jordan's another one. I love Jordan to death. And I'm, I'm always trying to look out for him and, and give him some opportunities. And Steve was, was cool enough to, you know, to, to do it, to, to give him the match. And I like that. Yeah, and Steve is, does some great stuff with CSW. Uh, 
great monthly shows. And then Jordan Cross is a guy I've really known very well the last two, three, even four years back when he was just doing comic cons and doing mm-hmm. wrestling cosplay. And now that he's really kind of training in the, in the sport of professional wrestling, I'm very proud of what he's done. He, he's improved so much over the last year or so. And he's very dedicated to, I love when he's at warrior wrestling and he's doing all this behind the scenes stuff for them, like picking up wrestlers from the airport or doing whatever the promoters want or need him to do to try to earn points to kind of build up his reputation. He's paying his dues. And that's where a lot of people that get involved in this business, they get confused. Um, they train for six months a year, have a couple matches. And then now they're, you know, they're making towns, brother. I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, Jordan's doing it. He's paying his dues. You you talked about um, picking people up from the airport or, you know, doing gopher runs or, or whatever, breaking down and set up the ring when he's not even in the show. Um, it's kind of a lost art and he's been taught the right way. And he's very respectful about the business. And I think um, promoters see that. Um, and I think that, I think that should rub off on other people. I don't know if it does, but he's doing it the right way. He's, he's paying dues. And I don't think you ever really stop paying dues. Jordan's just paying a lot more than others right now. Yes. Now, um, how long have you wrestled? Um, parts of the three decades now. Um, it's been a very long time. Let's see, about 25, 25 years, 24, somewhere around. I'm, I'm close. Um, I'm not as active as I once was, uh, and, and I'm good with that. Some guys my age have been doing it as long as I have. They're not okay with it. Um, it still lingers. I miss it. Uh, you know, every day I miss it and I'm excited for Friday. Cause you know what? I, I get to do this at least one more time. I don't know how, how many are there are after this, but, um, I'm okay with not doing it anymore. I would rather watch instead of me you know taking somebody's spot on a show that can be learning this i would rather help 10 people do that versus me taking up somebody's spot on the card just because my ego you know is too big for myself you have a long history with steve boz uh going back to csw for many many years um could you talk a little bit about that relationship steve and i um steve owns a personal training studio that uh in River Grove and I owned it initially and then Steve took it over about uh, nine and a half years ago. And so Steve and I worked together. We worked together six days a week. So I see Steve anywhere from, you know, six to 10, 11, 12 hours a day. Um, so we've, we've worked closely together for probably, yeah, maybe he started a year before, maybe 10 years now, 10 and a half years. And, um, you know, it, it, he's got the, the CSW uh, training school there as well. So um, he's got a, a good grasp on, on the school aspect of it. And um, I don't know. I'm just I'm just so used to being around him until you asked me that. I just completely forgot that we've been working together that long because I'm just so used to seeing him every day. But, you know, I get to see that the, some of the kids signing up like the some of the kids start. Not just because I'm not affiliated with CSW, but I just happen to be there. So a lot of people assume that I'm affiliated, but that's cool. I get to see a lot of these kids, you know, first week of practice and then, you know, see where they are four or five years from from that point. 
Now, anybody from that uh, CSW training school going to be on your show uh, this weekend? Yeah, we have a we have a couple guys. Uh, Mateo Valentine will be on there. Um, I want to get him some more work. I want him to get out there and just keep working. Uh, and we have um, a couple others at the moment. Um, I'll announce those this week. Uh, okay. Dakota, Dakota's on the show. Um, so again, it's just getting some of these kids. I like to use a lot of his CSW kids because it just gets them an opportunity to, to work, you know, veterans and work in front of people and get used to that. And Mateo is a guy who I interviewed a number of months ago, and uh, he's really enthusiastic and he's got the drama background. Now he's putting it together with professional wrestling. He's a really, really terrific kid. Yeah. And he's done a great job as far as getting noticed and getting himself out there. And he's got, you know, a good attitude. He's another um, individual that will be there if he's not working on a show to set up the ring and break it down. You know, he, he, he gets it. He gets it. And I think that's great. And you need more guys like that because you want to see that rub off on others. Yeah, I've seen him do that for both POW and for Berwyn Championship Wrestling, where he actually did ring crew work first. And then he ended up getting booked on future shows. So that's some great dedication right there. Yeah, see how that works? You know, you get noticed. Um, I mean, you want to be decent in the ring. You still want to book anybody who's, you know, sweeping up or putting chairs away at the end of the night. But it's, it's just great because you're showing the promoter that, you know, that, that you want to do this so bad that even if you're not working on the card, you're still there because you want to help out because you still love this business that much. Absolutely. Now, um, there's, we talked about Sky Blue. We, we talked a little bit about Missicate and Jordan Cross. And you also spent some time training a bit with Mustafa Ali over the years. So what's he like? uh Mustafa Ali is probably one of the most uh creative people I've ever met in my life um he's amazing and he's one of the most charitable and giving giving individuals you'll ever meet he's uh, he's a just a very good individual um he's very intense about everything uh he wears his heart on his sleeve for sure but he's one of the best people that, that you could ever know he's a very good individual he's a great father great husband good friend um he was a lot of fun. I worked with him for a full year and uh, we, we had some real good times together and he, he listens and he tries to apply what, what I'm showing him, what I'm teaching him. And he did a great job with it. He was just, he was always all in. He was always a hundred percent, you know, he could have just landed and he did raw Monday night. He would, his flight would land and he would come, he wouldn't miss his workout every Tuesday. You know, he's, he's dedicated. He, I think, um, I almost think he's too good for wrestling, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I can see that. Um, wrestling is a little bit of a crazy business, especially at the um, major level, like WWE, AEW, places like that. But with Ali, have you followed his career at all in WWE? I know you, you, we kind of chatted before we uh, did this interview a little bit online, and you said you don't really watch a whole lot of TV wrestling. So have you been able to to follow him a little bit on TV, maybe just tune in his matches or whatever. No, I haven't anything, just anything he puts up on his Instagram. Uh, you know, I'll go, I'll go find it and check it out. But like last year, every time he was on TV, I think I, I don't think I missed a promo or a match. I watched all of it, but it's so hard to keep up with this. The shows are so long, you know, I, I watch every one of Sky's, Sky Blue's matches, um, obviously. Uh, I watch pretty much all of Mr. Kate's. 
I try and stay in tune with the girls that I'm working with right now. And I just happen to, to by default, find out who some of these other people are because I've watched the show. I mean, I've worked with Dante Martin a few times this year. Uh, I think he's the most athletic human being ever to set foot in a wrestling ring. Yeah, he's 20 years old, and Sky Blue is also 20. And I want to talk a little bit more about Sky, and she's just lighting the world on fire right now. She's getting opportunities at AEW. She had that great match with Storm Grayson just this past weekend at Freelance Underground. Now she's getting an opportunity at Warrior Wrestling, which is a really big deal. She's facing um, Chelsea Green this coming weekend, in addition to the tag team match Friday night at Fusion. So, I mean... I know you take a lot of pride in what Sky Blue has done. And when I talked to her a few months ago, too, she was just raving about what you did for her. So what's it been like working with Sky this past little bit? Um, it's a little bit of a different relationship than uh, some of the other people I've worked with. Um, it's, it's been rewarding to watch her grow. Sky's a fighter just in life in general, Sky's a fighter and um, she's want this so bad. And we talked about paying dues a little while ago. And I think she's gone even above that, you know, in many cases, um, you know, we get a lot, I think overall, we both get a lot out of, out of this working, working with each other. Um, I don't know. It just, it keeps me in tune to the business. Uh, and I just feel like, we have such a good relationship and it's just more than just wrestling. And, uh, and I think that's why I care so much, you know, for her just in general, because it's not about like what moves or spots she does in the ring. It's the stuff that happens before she gets to the show or, or some of the issues that happen during the show and stuff like that. So there's a lot to go into working with that one, but it's been very rewarding for me. Absolutely. I, I've loved every second of it. And also Sky recently becoming the new AAW Pro Women's Champion by beating Allison Kay. So she's really making a mark, not only in Chicago, but across the country as well. So um, what is your inspiration in training these young men and women? Uh, what got you into the training side and the personal training side of all of it? Uh, I've always had a love for it. I've been doing it for uh, next year will be 15 years. and I. I love it. I'm super passionate about it, maybe to a fault because it consumes me. And I think it, then it starts to overwhelm me because I, I am so very passionate about this. I'm still learning every day. Um, when I get home from work, I'm still doing research. I'm watching videos. Um, I'm in a little group with a few other trainers that I've considered to be very, you know, very intelligent, very smart about this. And I just saw an opportunity to, to give back and help out some of these people. I know when I started, there wasn't anybody there helping me and um it's it's you know it's maybe better sometimes to to learn getting thrown into fire but i don't want to see some people have to deal with that situation so i enjoy helping some of these people out just because i want to make their transition into this business a little smoother um and i just think that we should give back to them we we love this business before we got into it i hope that we still love it when we're not doing it anymore because we help the people behind us grow. And you even work with non-wrestling clients too, which I think is really, really cool to try to, you know, get them in better shape or, or tone them up a little bit. Yeah. I, I, Mike, I can't even tell you how many I have. I, 
my days are long. They're usually, I usually see about, I don't know, 10 clients a day, 11 clients a day. Um, it, it's consuming. It is, it, it's, it's exhausting, but I love doing what I do. So, you know, it, it just makes it that much for, uh, fulfilling for me because of the variety of individuals I do work with, you know, I have lawyers, mayors, teachers, um, wrestlers, there's just a plethora of like just different trades and different characteristics. Um, so I get to learn about so many different types of people and different avenues of, of what they do. So I, I feel like when I'm teaching them, I'm also learning something at the same time. You are very passionate and dedicated. And we're going to see some of that this weekend at Fusion Wrestling Friday night. And once again, that is Friday night, December the 10th at the five-star swap meet in Villa Park. Bell time, 7.30, doors, 7 p.m. We have Doug Simmons and Sky Blue versus Bryce Benjamin and Missa Kate. We have Steve Boz versus Jordan Cross, plus Apocalypto, Mateo Valentine, and a whole lot more. So stay tuned to social media for that. And before I let you go, Doug, um, can you tell me a little bit about where you could be reached on social media? If you have any merchandise or upcoming events you want to plug? Um. You can get a hold of me on Facebook, just under Doug Simmons. Uh, on Facebook, Hermano underscore Dizzle, and uh, that's it. No, I'm not. I'm not really one to put myself over and try and monetize off myself. Um, I have a lot of training videos, instructional videos for people who are not sure what to do. Um, I like to put those up on my Instagram and Facebook, and like to uh, just put pictures up of some of the people that I work with and what we're doing. Um, and that's probably the easiest way to reach me. I'm, I'm very, I always get back to people, uh, maybe a little too, maybe a little too much, but, um, I'm always available and I always respond to everybody. Well, sometimes you gotta be tough with some of your people. <laughs> <laughs> I know I get, I get in trouble. I get myself in trouble with that sometimes. All right, Doug, thank you very much. Good luck this weekend with fusion wrestling and we'll catch you down the line. Mike, thank you for having me on and, uh, taking uh, time to do this. I'm a big fan of your podcast and I, I hope that you are gradually reaching more people because you do a lot of work for um, the scene in the Midwest. And I just hope it's appreciated, man. I just, um, you're doing a lot. You're doing about three or four people's work just by yourself. So just keep it up, man. I just hope more and more people get to get to hear these and I, because you should be reward, rewarded for everything you do for the scene. I appreciate the love. Thank you very much, Doug. Thank you. Had a lot of fun with Doug Simmons talking fusion wrestling, talking about a lot of other things as well. And I almost wish I would have kept the record button on a little longer because the stuff we talked about off the air was almost better than the stuff we talked about on the air. Great guy. Great conversations with Doug. We even talked a little bit about 80s and 90s wrestling and how good that was and how we both grew up on that. And maybe someday we'll have Doug back on the show to reminisce a little bit more about that type of stuff as well. So check out Fusion Wrestling this Friday night. Doug Simmons and Sky Blue taking on Bryce Benjamin and Missa Kate in one of the featured matches. And I want to just say, and I already went on social media last week and did this, but. Uh-oh. I made a mistake and said Power Entertainment Show last week was at Rumpel's in Twin Lakes. It was not. 
It was at the American Legion up in Fox Lake. That's Powell's home base. Hopefully I didn't get anybody confused by that. And I appreciate the people that reached out to me to let me know, to call me out on my mistake. And I, again, thoroughly apologize to Jimmy Blaze and Powell Entertainment for all that. And they're great people. And, and if you're listening out there, thank you so much for understanding. All right, next week, we'll talk a little bit Warrior Wrestling. We'll recap some other local events. And we'll have some guests booked sometime soon. We don't have them yet, but we're working very hard on it. This is Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. Everybody.